Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, so you thought this was like a 24, 48-hour news cycle kind of story. Maybe I did. I think we wished it would have been. I think maybe it was a little wishful thinking. Yeah. On to some football. Nah. Let's see what happens. Well, what are you playing Tennessee this week? Nah. And, uh, Tennessee who? who? Derrick Henry who? Who cares? Here we go in Jacksonville. Oh, boy. Uh, statement by the owner. Which mic do you believe, if any of them? Yeah. And the re national reporting. And uh, now... Does more come out? Uh, that is the question. And is there another shoe somewhere to somewhere to drop? Uh, where there usually seems another shoe on an Urban Meyer foot. Yeah. You know, and, and that's been the trend. Uh, we'll see if it is the case this time around. Everybody's poking holes and writing stories and finding all the truths out. And did he really tell the truth and all that stuff? I still don't know if that part is that part is a credibility issue with Urban. I don't know if that part of it impacts the football team all the rest of it i think now impacts the football team uh you can say what you want i don't think we'll get many players we had jihad ward on jags report live last night we'll hear from him a little bit later he says hey whatever it is what it is i don't know if that's the case for all of them and as this story continues to go does that become harder and harder to austin's point yesterday that sooner or later you it infiltrates the building um and what is that building like right now is a sincere question here in jacksonville uh, and I have some thoughts on that. Brent Martineau along with Austin Lane. Josh Scobie will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm sure he can't wait to join oh, yeah, us from sure kicker to kicker to coach yeah. uh, the last three weeks for Scobie. But he'll be here from 5 until 6. We call it Tuesdays at Top Golf. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good to be here. Hopefully you can come out and, and come on out and see us and hang out with us. So we'll be here until 6 o'clock. But it's pretty evident right now that this story is not going away anytime soon. Urban Meyer is a guy that has a target on his back. I'm not defending him here. I'm just saying it's pretty evident that a lot of people don't like Urban, and it has been ever since he got the job and really for a while now in his career, that people really like. If, if somebody can bring down Urban, I think they're going to try to do it. And so you're seeing a lot of stuff right now floating around, and maybe, maybe a lot of it's true. Maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe he's earned it. Maybe he hasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of this will play out. But the bottom line for me is, if you think we're going to come in here and talk just about rookie report card and just about around the NFL and uh, just with Scobie about life and being a dad today, <laughs> not where we're at. that's probably not where we're at. And I'm not sure it's going to end tomorrow either because you're going to go back in front of the podium tomorrow. Trevor Lawrence is going to talk about it. So here we are. Of all the stuff happening in Austin, what do you think uh, of today? Now this Mike Silver stuff, a player yeah. coming out and saying he canceled the meeting. So, um, and, yeah. and even Mike Lombardi, closed doors meetings, which, by the way, don't you expect there would be closed doors meetings, closed door meetings to some degree about this? You would hope. You would hope. Um, what do I think about everything? Well, we touched on it yesterday exactly how we felt about the video that kind of started this whole thing. 
And I think we were on the same page when we said that wasn't our biggest concern. Yeah. It's a concern, nonetheless. It's a concern for his family. It's a concern for Urban Meyer. But, like, I wasn't too worried about that video. It's what we learned from that video uh, prior to that. And that would be the fact that he missed the team flight, he opted to stay in Cincinnati, and he let the Jaguars go back home on the plane. And I remember I said yesterday, it's not a big deal until it's a big deal. Now, I'm not sure how much we trust Michael Silver here, but this is a guy who's been 13 years in Sports Illustrated. I think yeah. he knows his stuff. He's been pretty, pretty connected to the Jags over the years, too. A pretty reliable source. Lombardi's and, different, by the way, because Lombardi yeah. is a Jags hater, yeah. and he'll throw some stuff out there. Not saying he doesn't know, but he'll throw some stuff out there just to clarify the two. We'll tell sure. you what exactly they said in a couple minutes. No, for sure. So w when Michael Silver kind of says what he feels is going on in that locker room from some quote-unquote sources, now it's starting to get bad. Now it's becoming an issue. My issue with Urban Meyer as well is the fact that I didn't know if this team met Saturday, Sunday, to get ready for Tennessee. We still haven't really got that clarification. I doubt they did now because, according to Michael Silver, Urban Meyer canceled the team meeting on Monday and then addressed his players in position meetings um, instead. This is my biggest takeaway, and this is my biggest concern right now from that. The team meeting to set a week is the most important meeting that you're going to have the entire week planning for a team. Because it's the, it's the meeting that sets the tempo. It's the meeting that gets you ready for your opponent. It's the meeting that sets out the goals, expectations, and all of that. The first team meeting of the new week is the most important meeting. And the fact that, once again, according to Michael Silver, Urban Meyer canceled that because of what has gone on, that's an issue. That's an issue if I'm a player. That's an issue if I'm a former player. Because now your problems are creeping into my preparation. Your problems are preventing me from getting uh, ready for Tennessee, who, by the way, is our biggest rival, who is at the top of the division right now. And we can't meet because some problems that you're having. That's an issue. That's a, that is a locker room issue. That is a red flag. And that is the biggest thing that I've taken away from today, from all these you know, speculations and all that. If that's true, you got some issues on your hands. Yeah, let's uh, start from really the beginning of this today. Well, I don't know if it's the beginning. Well, I'll tell you what Mike Silver had to say. I'll tell you what Michael Michael Lombardi had to say. Um, and but most importantly, right now, let me tell you if you haven't seen or heard for what Shad Khan had to say. Uh, and obviously, Shad is of utmost importance here. He certainly entrusted this organization with. Urban Meyer, he invested a lot of money. He's going to invest a lot more money with a facility and other things that he did inside the building. Really trying to change it around, but building around Urban Meyer, who I thought was a big win at the time when he hired him because that was the guy you could tell he coveted and he got his guy. And I think there are other organizations. Shotgun's not alone. It would have given Urban Meyer a chance here, okay? That is not... He's not alone. Now, I don't know if everybody was lined up. Some people might have seen the red flags. But Urban uh, Shotgun made that decision. So now with all this coming out, in a hefty deal and four games into that deal like you seriously ask the question what can Shad Khan do I mean he's invested some who knows somewhere between 50 and 60 million dollars it never became public but we all figure it's around a 10 million to 12 million dollar deal five years worth I mean you do the math on it even if it's less it's eight million five years it's a lot of money and he's four years in hasn't even got a win yet and so I'm not sure what Shad can do unless there's a cause to get him out of the contract and the dollars 
and circle back on the investment. What does that do in the middle of the season? Do you just stick it through and, and pray until <laughs> the end of the year? Does Urban make it? I think that's a question. Does he resign or do something if this this ship doesn't get righted in a hurry this week? All those questions. But first and foremost, Shad Khan saying this today. I've addressed this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident he will deliver. Now, what is also fair here is whenever he did talk to Urban Meyer said yesterday during the news conference at 11 that he had talked to Shad Khan. Well, after that, a different video came out. So who knows what he told Shad Khan in the initial meeting, yeah. right? Because then an, an, a second video kind of suggested some different interpretation potentially on how you wanted to look at that, right? Sure. And maybe not even potentially. So that's what Shad Khan said. The question I have right here, let's start with Shad, is does this kind of statement put him on notice, Austin? And is there a sense that, uh-oh, Shad even notices something might be amiss already, uh, maybe even bigger than just this weekend video? Yeah, I mean, I think any time the owner of a team says that Urban Meyer has to earn his trust back, like, first of all, it sounds like when I was in fourth grade and I was 20 minutes late for curfew and I, I got home late, my mom's like, well, you can't go out anymore. You have to earn my trust back. Like, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. But this is a... 58-year-old guy. Yeah, but this is a billionaire talking to a coach of an NFL team. Like, that's where we're at right now. Things that I had experienced when I was in fourth grade. And, and we're here right now in Jacksonville. So... Yeah, anytime the owner doesn't trust the guy that he essentially put in charge that he gave the keys to, it is not a good look, and it is not a good sign. No, uh, it's it's not. I mean, he had. I feel like he did have to say something because, quite frankly, this morning it was floating around a lot of things about is he going to fire him? Is he going to resign? Is or what's going to happen? What's the future of Urban Meyer here on a Tuesday? I think the statement kind of squashed any imminent move. Mm. Do you do you read it that way too? That's what way I interpreted. Nothing's going to happen immediately here uh, in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer's going to be the coach on Sunday. He's going to be the coach tomorrow. Uh, that's the way I interpreted a statement coming out at 11 o'clock this morning. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, Urban Meyer is definitely going to coach against Tennessee. I I can see that. But the biggest thing I take away from that is he's got to earn his trust back. Like, I mean, even if the, and that is the truth, obviously. But why would you even say that? Because now I'm going to sit here and say, okay, well, Urban Meyer's in the doghouse. There's obviously miscommunication now between Urban Meyer and Shad Khan, and that's not a good look. Yeah. Uh, I well. mean, how Brett, in the history of the NFL, how many times has an owner come out and said, well, the head coach, the guy I put in charge, has to earn his trust back? Yeah, I mean, he said our trust. Yeah, our respect, trust. Meaning well, everybody. Yeah, and yeah, I think, I think yeah. he was talking for the community and for the franchise and everything else. Okay. Um, so who knows exactly how he feels on a personal level. I think this was a statement that kind of was all-encompassing. But your point is not lost. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, that's we're four games in. And, and here's the thing. The, the crazy part of this, or not the crazy part, the reality is, Shad Khan has done this now twice where he entrusted the entire organization, the football side of things, to a person. Tom Coughlin once, mm -hmm. and it worked in year one, but it didn't work for the long haul, obviously, and there were a lot of problems there, be not just because of Tom, but there were a lot of problems that happened out of that. And here in Jacksonville now, Urban Meyer is certainly the guy that is doing everything on the football side. It is his ball. He can do whatever he wants, and that means even trying to get facilities built over the next year. And so 
there is no doubt he trusted him to run the football side of things. And so if you take that dynamic of saying, hey, January, I trusted this guy with turning around our organization and everything to do on the football side of this organization. And now four weeks in here in early October, he has to earn that trust back. Woof. Like to your example, that's like giving the, the teenage kid like the Mercedes, the BMW, the, the whatever, yeah. and say not not only you got to get earn the car back, man, but you got this kind of car. Yeah, you know, no, for sure. I mean, for sure. that is uh, that's where the dynamic is wild because it is an urban show here in Jacksonville. Which, by the way, I feel like that's the way it should be. But now that you have to ask this question, just seven eight months in, uh, that is a little bit problematic. Let's go to the Michael Silver part of this, and what he had to say because this part is what caught your attention i think caught a lot of people's attention when you get players in the locker room talking about things mm -hmm. you tell me from past experience is this a group of players that probably feel this way is it half the locker room that might feel a certain way is it the entire locker room or is it a one-off thing of a player that might just be like what the hell are we doing here because there's no, always disgruntled no. whatever right so i can go find a disgruntled employee probably anywhere you go whether there's players in the locker room that agree or disagree with it they're on one side of the fence there's no player like ah it's okay it's not a big deal no all those players in that locker room feel some type of way and right now i would guess based on these comments by michael silver that more of these players are frustrated than not frustrated because once again it's one thing if your personal life is affecting you and maybe it's affecting the optics and it's affecting just how people perceive the Jacksonville Jaguars. But it's another thing if what you do in your personal life is affecting how I prepare for my next opponent. Because now you're affecting my livelihood. I have to play good or I'm going to be gone. Livelihoods right now are being affected because you're canceling team meetings. That can't happen. Yeah, and go back. I think it's important what you said. The most important meeting of the week might be that Monday meeting. It is, it is the most important meeting of the week because it does a few things. Number one, it resets of the, the previous game, right? I don't think this team has met as a team since Cincinnati. So nobody has aired exactly what happened in that second half and what we witnessed in the team falling apart. That hasn't been addressed yet. So then nobody talked about that. And then on top of it, you're getting ready to play Tennessee in your building, a must-win game, and you haven't even started game planning from the yet because we haven't talked about, well, all right, Tennessee's coming here. Here's what we got to do. Here's how we get better. Here's how we beat them. Those conversations as a team have not took place yet, from our understanding, according to Michael Silver. It is Monday. Your last game was on Thursday. How many days have you had? Which shows you a big distraction potentially. Now, there's a chance some of that stuff happened on Sunday as well uh, because the schedule gets all messed around. Here's what I had heard. I had heard that Urban, after one of those staff meetings, was already out of the building last night around like 6 o'clock, which I think is a pretty abnormal uh, for a head coach to not be in the building on a Monday around 6 o'clock. I, I don't know the exact schedule for coaches. I've, I asked somebody that would know that kind of thing, yeah. just a schedule. They said, yeah, it's pretty abnormal, but they even couched it with, hey, it's a weird week because of the Thursday game. And depending on how the schedule ran the rest of the week, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, again, I don't know if it's damning. It's just an observation that it got my attention uh, yesterday uh, when I'd heard about these a, a meeting, you know, a staff yeah. meeting. But the staff meeting doesn't grab my attention that much because 
Well, of course there's going to be a staff meeting. You've got to try to circle the wagons here, there's right? There's staff meetings for less. Absolutely, absolutely. So that doesn't actually raise the red flag as much as, okay, was Urban not there last night when normally a coach would be there? Did he leave to collect himself? Did, was it just a part of the week? All those kind of things. Here's the Michael Silver thread if you haven't seen it. The Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. One player told me he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. Players were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar over the videos of him and the young woman in the bar. He even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared, a player said. Instead, Meyer only apologized to position groups individually. He portrayed the woman in the videos as a random person who was just there dancing. Suffice it to say, his audience was highly skeptical. Said one player, we looked at him like, WTF, right? When he left, everyone started dying laughing, and he knew it. Uh, bottom line, said the player, it's bad. I don't know how he's going to function. See, that's an interesting thing to me, Austin, because they're laughing over that situation, which we don't feel like the bar situation is something the players are going to be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe the coach did that. That's going, I, I'm, I'm going to hold that against them. I, at least we didn't feel that yesterday, I don't think. But they were laughing over it, and then how he's going to function, that's a different part. The how he's going to function is like, what happens tomorrow when he addresses the team? You know, can he stand up and address the team? Yeah. Has he lost credibility with the team because of the video or now because of just everything that's kind of surfacing? And was there, because this is the big part, was there a lot going on in the building already here in Jacksonville? And what happens is people start digging, bringing it up, People are more freely willing to talk, and here it comes to the surface based off this whole situation. And really, it has zero to do with the video, but it's got everything to do with everything else going on the last few months in the building. Yeah. You know, I, I just I go back to what I've been saying. You know, coaches have been in trouble before for, for numerous things, for stupid things. And that's okay. But where it affects you as a player is when it affects your preparation and your work. And it... it it's getting affected right now. In the uh, there's no doubt. So, so that's that, that's an issue. It's a big right? distraction, no it's, doubt. It, it's a huge distraction. So, I don't know what that team is going to be like, or when he addresses the team on Tuesday. You know, you, I would like to think, and I would hope that it's not that big of a deal, and you're on to Tennessee. But much like we're doing right now, Brett, like I don't think anybody in that locker room even cares about Tennessee. Honestly, I mean, like, because the, the leadership doesn't seem to care. So then, why should the players? Like, I mean, I feel like the players, yeah, they want to win. Um, a lot of guys in the locker room know what Tennessee means playing that team and how Tennessee has always had the Jaguars number, it seems like. But I just feel like that's secondary right now in everything. Yeah. And that's from a coach's perspective. That's from a management's perspective. And it could be from a player's perspective as well right now. Just everything that's transpiring. By the way, I think, uh, I mean, I think they're going to get absolutely blasted on Sunday. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the line is, but right now my feeling here on a Tuesday is – they got no chance to win on Sunday. This this stuff is too... Now, again, it's a long week. Yeah. Ask me again on Friday how things settle down. Trevor talks and calms the waters tomorrow. You know, I mean, to, maybe maybe that makes everybody feel a little bit different about it. And you kind of ride that wave in a, in a week of an NFL season. I think players do, too, a little bit. Yeah. Once you get back to work and you can get away from some of this noise. But right now, I think they're going to get absolutely blasted. Then I wonder really about the future of Urban. i got to get into that a little bit more later on. Uh, listen, Jihad Ward's the only guy that's talked about this publicly. We had him on Jags Report Live last night. Uh, and uh, listen to what Jihad had to say when we asked him about the video and the viral video of Urban Meyer. 
All right, uh, we bring in Jihad Ward, Jaguars uh, free agent signing. Signed up for this show. I'm not sure he signed up for all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, all right, hey, quick, let's get out of the way. The Urban Meyer situation, you addressed the team. I mean, what's the team's reaction? I guess you're kind of the spokesperson right I now. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all. I mean, whatever problems he got going on off the field, that's not really personally my concern about it. I'm worried about Tennessee, so... I mean, the team feeling like, all right, cool, stuff happens. We are all human. So at the end of the day, we're not going to let that affect the room. And I promise you, we're not worried about that stuff. So he probably feel bad about it. But at the end of the day, it's like, <laughs> we getting ready for Tennessee. We got a lot of stuff we got going on. That stuff should not affect the field. So we ready for Tennessee. Wow, so that's Jihad Ward. I mean, about whether he feels differently. Now, listen, I talked to Jihad off camera, too. Yeah. And that was kind of his sense. But that could be a player sense. Like, you might act like that, too, coming off the situation. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. See, it, it comes down to if, because let's be honest, he's a leader in the locker room. He, yeah, he, he's, he's an older guy. He's a veteran. Yeah. He's come from Baltimore. Like, he knows what a proper organization looks like. And sometimes, you know, it's about just trying to put out as many fires as you can and, and reveal, like, hey, everything's fine. And maybe everything is fine in his standpoint, right? Maybe, maybe the locker room is fine. Maybe they're not overreacting a little bit. I'm just saying, though, when meetings and prep time are getting affected, that should be an issue. Yeah, and he talked a lot about it yesterday with us, too, about this. It's people poke holes when you lose. But, I mean, if, if you win in games, this probably is like, yeah, whatever, right? Um, but we also asked him about flying back on the plane. And I can tell you this, and I think he might even say it in, 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 on our show yesterday on Jags Report Live. It's every Monday night, by the way, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. Uh, and he didn't even know. He didn't even know wow. until, like, today or whatever. Like, and I can see it. Players get on the plane. Like, you don't – if you're not near the coach, would you know the coach isn't there? Which tells me, by the but, way, people weren't texting and talking about, hey, why wasn't coach there, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, depending what the seating is like, like I get it's different yeah, it's this different, year. I yeah. mean, like, may maybe they didn't – maybe they go in first to the plane and they didn't see him. I don't know what the case may be. I mean – But uh, he didn't know. I mean, that was – Yeah, yeah, he – well, and that's – That's kind of telling, right, that not everybody's up and – you would think Jihad Ward – would know if everybody was up in arms about it and wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I didn't even know until everybody's talking about it today. I mean, I know hindsight's twenty twenty here, Brent, but if you're Urban Meyer and you have to stay in Cincinnati, like, this is, i got to see my family, I have to stay, wouldn't you at least consult in a leadership committee that like you can. have built up and be like, hey, guys, just to let you know, I want to get your opinion, but regardless of what happens to the game, I'm going to stay in Cincinnati and just tell somebody. By the way, the fascinating part of this, which actually has a lot of us up in arms more than everything else and, and a lot of other people about because it's unheard of for the coach out to fly back, yeah. he told on himself. Like, yeah. he's the one that brought it up and shed light on that. Like, we, we, that wasn't even, like, investigated. That wasn't part of it until he brought it up in the press conference, and that's become a big part of the story. Here's Shahad Ward when we asked him about coach not flying back. Uh, Thursday night. I mean, like I said, you know, me personally, I, I feel like, you know, man, I didn't even know that he, you know, I mean, the on. information that you told me, yeah. I didn't know that he can get back on the plane. But right. like I said, we are all grown men. And you know what I mean? It's just like, it is what it is. I'm not really focused on it. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you're in a losing situation, people try to pick things and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They're trying to find any way to get you distracted. But no, we on laser focus, man. We're not worried about that. All that stuff that's going on right now, I'm here to cut the air. We're, we're fine. We worry about Tennessee. We need all the Duval fans to come out this game. So we're we, we, we not worried about that uh, stuff. We
By the way, that's Jihad Warden, and he handled it very well yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> comes on our show. Shouldn't <laughs> have been easy. Hey, welcome. <laughs> Can you answer these couple questions? Yeah. And that's part of it, I guess. But, I mean, he really didn't sign up for that part of it, you know. And, and that's what Urban has done. He's put the, kind of his team in, a, in an interesting position. Going to have to ask Trevor about it tomorrow. Anybody who talks Josh Allen, whoever else, is talking on front of a mic, they're going to ask him about it all week long, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of what Urban's situation has created internally for his family, but also publicly for his football team. Like the actual, that does cause a distraction. How much, we don't know. And we won't probably know until Sunday. Okay, we've got a lot more to talk about. There are rookie report cards uh, coming out too. But, I mean, what, there's more here. Uh, how toxic is it inside Jags headquarters? Seriously, now, do we start doing over-unders on how long Urban Meyer's the coach in Jacksonville? That, by the way, is out there. Like, this certainly a curiosity whether it's fired or resigned or can will this thing remedy itself over the course of the next couple weeks over the course of the season or is this just no doubt going to end in a bad way it's just a matter of time that is a sincere question we're live at top golf in jackson we'll be here until six o'clock come on out talk about it with us josh scobie will join us from five until six we call it tuesdays at top golf uh, we'll be right back here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. This is who Urban Meyer is. Uh, those of us who have followed him for many, many years have heard him with these lame, disingenuous apologies before. And no nothing I'm about to say should surprise any of you because we we've all had these conversations. But Urban Meyer is a liar and a fraud and he has no business being in the national football league and the sooner that the ownership down there dismisses him the better this franchise will be that's your guy paul feinbaum i mean hey me and paul you know and i actually did him a favor by going on a show one time brent and i wasn't on his show but he played a sound bite so it's pretty much on his show i did him a favor and wow that's um some strong words coming from Fred Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, that is uh, that's Paul Feinbaum from ESPN, and those are loud words. And again, he has been a critic of Urban Meyer's. You know, I mean, there are a lot of them. It's tough to decipher sometimes whether Urban Meyer is a guy that everybody wants to see go down, or if it's Urban Meyer inside information. And you know, listen, there's been a plenty of trends along the way about Urban Meyer, but there's still a matter of who you talk to versus public opinion and narrative about a lot of different things. Uh, I think this. His legacy is at a crossroads right now. I mean, right now. And I'm going to get into that in a moment. Uh, but before I do that, Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, we're over here at uh, Top Golf in Jacksonville. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Come on out. Josh Scobie will join us at 5. So, of course, we'll get some more player reaction or at least thoughts on this. Guys that have been in locker rooms, I know this is a little unique, but still, the locker room means a lot right here. Uh, this is ultimately about the locker room. It's one thing I thought Urban Meyer had been doing a good job until like Michael Silver's report came out of at least keeping that locker room together, even though there's probably noise in the building, people don't like the way it's going, blah, 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 blah. Um, there's always a little bit of that. But if you can keep the locker room going, that's a sure growth when you got better one week one two three four well that shows me that the locker room still invested you could lose the locker room in a hurry coming off how you did training camp equal to 2017 if they don't win boom that was going to be combustible that was a more veteran locker room at that time but i still think you can lose them 
right away. And I haven't seen a locker room that looks lost. Uh, that's not what the guys are saying, and that's not how they're performing. I mean, they're just not great, uh, that's for sure, uh, and they're not winning games. But I haven't seen, like, this locker room that doesn't look like they want to play for their coach or coaching staff or anything just yet. But I really think, I just tweeted this out, Austin. I was talking to somebody today. I can always tell by this way. It's been a busy day on my phone. I have to recharge it before the show <laughs> even starts. Um, and you just try to think through these things and, and be fair. You know, I don't just lambaste everybody on it, which everybody's doing at Urban Meyer, and try to see through some of the weeds on it. But here's what I come back to. I think this is a big moment for Shad Khan. Not how he handles Urban Meyer, but how he handles Trevor Lawrence. And... I keep coming back to this is the most important figure in the Jags organization, not Urban Meyer. It's Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor doesn't look at himself that way, but the bottom line is he is. We know it in Jacksonville. We look to Trevor Lawrence and say this is the guy that's going to turn it around. Urban Meyer, we wouldn't have faith that he could turn it around if he didn't have Trevor Lawrence. That's, that's clear as day. I really think, and I don't know, maybe it's taking place. Maybe it does happen. Maybe it will happen. I don't know where Shad Khan is right now. He's got a lot of different things going on. He is here at some points during the week, and sometimes he's not. I believe that he needs to meet with the captains out of respect and find out the pulse of this locker room and what's going on in that building and what it's been like mm -hmm. as, as he sits here in this critical time with Urban and where this thing might go. Uh, and, and maybe you have a, an outlet if it's not going well and you see enough red flags to, to pull the plug on it. But I really think, I think you do that out of respect to the older players, but I really sit down with Trevor Lawrence, and I'm saying, hey, man, this is about you and your development. This is about your growth. I'm not saying you're more important than the rest of the team, but we all know we invested a lot in you, and we want to make sure you're okay in all of this. And here's why I say that, Austin. Not necessarily for Urban Meyer's future, but I think it goes a long way if you look some three, four years down the road, say things aren't going well, in keeping Trevor Lawrence, in signing him to that next deal, in all those things. Make him feel, what are we seeing across the league? Make that guy feel a part of things, right? Well, I think right now, Shad Khan could really reach out to Trevor. First of all, hey, kid, you all right? I mean, it's been four games. I know you haven't won. There's been a lot of adversity here, and now this is the next step. Are you doing all right, you know? What can we do to make it better for you? How, how do we put you in a better position? You have to know the value of his success and putting this kid, this young man, who, by the way, turns 22 tomorrow. 22 tomorrow mm -hmm. is, is Trevor Lawrence. He's a young guy. And now you might be putting him in a toxic situation. So you've got to make sure you keep the communication open, I believe, and learn from the past with guys like Jalen and Jan and other situations. And don't make that mistake again with maybe the most important player in the history of your franchise. I would do that if I were shod. I know there's a certain tact you can go away doing it, and, and I know that feels probably weird as a former player, Austin, yeah. but I think this guy is that important. And, and getting that communication right now, but also for years and years down the road as you have this kid that looks like he's going to be pretty good, I think it's important for Shad Khan to do that with the leaders, but especially with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you know, it's crazy that we're four weeks into the season, and, like, I'm reminded of J.J. Watt after the last game in Houston going to Deshaun Watson and saying, hey, man, sorry that we wasted your year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like four games in with Trevor Lawrence, where it's like, hey, sorry you got to go through all this crap right now. Like, this isn't normal. Yeah. Because let's be honest of where Trevor Lawrence is coming from. All the kid's done his entire life is win. When you win, you come from good organizations, you come from good culture. So he had that in high school. He obviously had that at Clemson. And now you come here where, yeah, you're trying to win football games, but now also it's going to be your job as the face of the franchise to try to put out these fires. 
to, to try to help out your coach who made a mistake. You shouldn't have to do that as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. You shouldn't have to do that as a franchise guy. But you have to because, well, you're in Jacksonville, and that's just the way it is right now. I do agree with you that you have to take his consideration into account maybe more than anybody because Trevor Lawrence is your future. Will Urban Meyer be here for the whole season? We'll see. Will he be here for five years, ten years? I have no idea. I'll tell you what, though. I want Trevor Lawrence here for ten years. Absolutely. Right? I, I, I want Trevor Lawrence here for an extended period of time. So, yes, you take his input into account. The problem, though, with doing that primarily is that he hasn't been around the league. Yeah. He, he doesn't know what good looks like and what bad looks like. Now, let's be honest. I can sit here and say it's bad. Yeah, yeah. You can sit here and say it's bad <laughs> because you know it's bad. Yeah. Like, it's not good. That's why this but, is so obvious, yeah, right? But also in the NFL, he doesn't know what it looks like when it's good. Yeah. Right? So that's why, I mean, yes, you have to get Trevor's input. But you also need guys like Jihad Ward. You, you need guys like Harris. You need guys like Malcolm Brown. Who have been in, you know, like Malcolm Brown coming from the Saints. Like, they've been in some pretty good organizations who have done it for the most part the right way. You need to pick their brains as well. You need their input. You, you need what they think they should do going forward because this is a team dynamic. Yes, it is Trevor's show. He is the future, but it's also a team game, and right now you need to get a good pulse of where this team is at. Yeah, that's well said, and this is, by the way, my thought in that, Austin, is that's why you invite all the captains, right? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you talk to all the captains, but Trevor's a captain, no, for and sure. so he can fit in there, so you don't have to go outside that realm. Mm -hmm. But you talk to the leadership on this team to kind of say, hey, how is it been here? Are we missing something? You're in the locker room. Like, what? Are we okay here? Mm -hmm. I think that communication, we talk communication. I think that communication from the owner doesn't have to wait till the end of the season here. I think it's okay to do that. And, again, around that young man especially, you say, hey, you're involved here. We care what you think. Now, I'm not, I didn't necessarily say, hey, if you want Urban Meyer fired, we'll fire him. I'm no, not, no, ask, no, I'm not no, saying no. that, okay? No. I'm saying let's get his thoughts on it because we all, this is an extremely mature young man, smart young man. I mean, he's a little – I feel differently almost if you say that same thing to Zach Wilson. Yeah. And Zach Wilson, I'm not sure. He might be just as mature. I haven't been around him enough to know that. And so I'm not sure, like, would I call Zach Wilson? And I don't know. But I just feel like this, this guy's a little different. And, and the way this city, the way this franchise, and the way we probably can't wait to hear what Trevor Lawrence says tomorrow about this, yeah. that shows you his importance. He has a voice here, a big voice. And he should, the owner, in my opinion, should want to hear his voice too, not just what he says on, on, on a Wednesday news conference. Yeah, um, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that has to be done ASAP if you're Shad Khan. Because if you're Shad Khan, you put the cards on the table. And you told us, you told the community that Urban Meyer has to earn back our trust, right? Now, whether that's our trust in Shad Khan and management, whether that's our trust in terms of the team or our trust in terms of the community. I assume he's talking about the team as well. I would hope he's talking about the team. How many successful businesses do you have where the employees don't trust the boss? Like, I show up to this job because I trust you, okay? I've played football with, with like, Andy Reid. I trusted him. Like, when we're on the football field, I trust that the guy next to me is going to do his job. If you don't trust somebody in that locker room or in that stadium, that's a serious issue. And, and, and that statement from Shad Khan can't go unnoticed. Like, it can't go underappreciated. Like, that, that is a serious allegation, a serious comment, especially in the sport of football where it's all about winning and losing. And if trust is being brought into question, well, then, yeah, if I'm Shad Khan, 
I gotta take a head count here. I gotta do damage control, and I have to get some kind of pulse to see where my team is at right now. Yeah, and by the way, I say this one saving grace maybe for Urban. He has made it about the player, the player. Gonna get the best stuff for the player. We're invested in the player, the player, the player. And I think his actions have done that. Now, you might, as a player, still not like his style. You might not like the fact that he didn't come back on the plane. But he has had your back in press conferences. And hell, he's thrown some coaches under the bus here or there. He's not a, you know, yeah. I mean, so... He's had the players back. I wonder if that helps him out in this situation where they say, hey, man, we're, we're, we're cool. We're cool. Let's go play. Let's yeah. go get a win. And by the way, players want to win. Yeah. You know, players certainly want to win. Let's take a break. Uh, we've got so much more to get to. I've got, I, I really feel like this is a crossroads for Urban. Mm -hmm. And he's got two ways to go. He can't, this is a legacy play now for the next few days, for Sunday, for the remainder of this year, and maybe the rest of whatever time he has in Jacksonville. He can either take his ball and go home, or he can dig out of this thing and help the organization dig out of this thing and win football games and turn this around, which is what he signed up to do. But it will be a massive play on his legacy, whichever way he chooses to do or if somebody else decides to do it for him yeah. and whatever decision that is. Talk more about that, what I mean by it, coming up. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're live from Top Golf in Jacksonville until 6 o'clock. It's a beautiful day. Come on out. Hit some golf balls with us. Get some frustration out. <laughs> Josh Scobie will join us at 5 for Tuesdays at Top Golf as well. We'll be back on ESPN 690. All right, welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martin, Austin Lane. We are at Top Golf in Jacksonville. Love coming out here on Tuesdays. We call it Tuesdays from Top Golf. Josh Scobie will join us at 5 o'clock until 6 o'clock. Uh, and the beat goes on around here talking about the Urban Meyer situation, right? I mean, it's, it is the story, and it continues to be a story. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon this week. Maybe by the time the Jags play a football game, maybe later in the week. Um, it's just there's just too much going on because what happens is people start picking it apart. A statement released by Shad Khan. That made news. That was newsworthy. Does he, he has to, Urban Meyer has to regain the trust of everybody in Jacksonville within the organization. That's big. That's yeah. big for a guy who hasn't even completed a year of coaching, and he's four games into his coaching stint in Jacksonville. Michael Silver from the NFL Network saying that from a player's point of view, canceling the meeting, uh, how's he going to function, all these things uh, that, that now we're starting to see internally in the building. And... I've got some thoughts on the building. I don't have time to get into that part right now. Next topic I wanted to get into about this, Austin. Yeah. I really believe this is a huge legacy play right now for Urban Meyer. I think he has two choices. He can, like I said, take his ball and go home and, and kind of get in the corner and say, I can't, I don't, don't want to handle this, you know. And some people would say he's quit on people and teams. I think the medical stuff is real with Urban. Now, how much did the other adversity play into it? I don't know. Uh, somebody told me today uh, that they joked one time with Urban Meyer like he's allergic to losing. I don't know. Is he allergic to losing or is he allergic to adversity? We might be about to find out, right? Because this is an adverse situation. And I believe from a guy, uh, just from a competitive standpoint, most people in adverse situations say, man, I'm going to dig out of this thing. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to beat you. You don't think I can do it. Yeah. Well, Urban Meyer, if he leaves and, and, or resigns or whatever it might be, then what he's basically done is proven people right. Yeah. and said, yeah, you know what, I am going to get out when the going gets tough. And that's what the reputation is. That's what the critics say at Florida, Ohio State, other places. Well, here he has an opportunity to change that narrative about him. He has a chance to stay here, to fix it, to get it right and dig in 
And if he does that, and he does it with some success, well, then he still has a chance to put an exclamation point on his winning legacy and how good of a coach he has been at the college ranks, now can do it to the NFL. But he has a chance, and a major one, that if this doesn't go that way, to absolutely damage forever his legacy as how we view him as a coach, as a person, as a public figure, all the rest. This is a massive play right now in the legacy of Urban Meyer, in my opinion. When you talk about coaching at any level, I think legacy is the biggest thing. It really is. It's, it's the legacy that you leave, and it's also what do your peers and what do people around the game have to say about you. Now, in the past, you can say Urban has quit and all this stuff if you want. If that's the road that you want to take, then so be it. But you can't deny how much success he's had, right? And sometimes that gets lost in terms of how many national championships he's won and how he's been able to obviously get to a place right away and win. Things are easy when you win. Whether you're a football player, whether you're a coach, or hell, whether it's just part of life when, when things are going good. That's easy. What kind of shows who you are as a person and, and what you're all about is when you face adversity. It's how do you handle that adversity. Right now, Urban Meyer is facing more adversity than he's probably ever faced in his professional career. And there's been a lot. And there's been a lot. But he's facing the most that he's ever had right now in his professional career. And maybe his personal life as well, but I don't really care about that. But his professional life, for sure. So when we talk about that, yeah, the story is either going to end one of two ways. Either you're going to say it's too much and leave, and you know what? the case and, and maybe you know there's problems at home whatever the case may be whatever excuse you throw out there i'm telling you right now the narrative will be that you tucked your tail and left and you will never recover from that no not saying never. it's fair unfair it doesn't that's the way it's gonna be and i promise you that or you face the adversity you take it like a man and you move on and you try to redeem yourself and you redeem the situation those are the one of the two roads that urban meyer can take right now how long will it take to get the redemption back? I have no idea. I wish I had a timetable. I really don't. But I absolutely agree with you when you say there's two ways that this is going to go. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's black, black and white. And white. It's it black is. and white. It, Simple as that. There's no doubt. I mean, listen, if he, let's just say for, they lose and they get crushed and he resigns like next week, he's done. Like, he is done. I don't think anybody, now maybe some college, goofy <laughs> enough, gives him a chance. But maybe they do it. And maybe he has one more opportunity. I don't know. It's Kent State or somewhere. I don't think so. But I'm just telling you, the label will have been set. The label, you can argue in some respects, by some, but it's been kind of split, right? Yeah. He's a legendary, awesome coach that wins at the collegiate level, but he's this, 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 and this for the other side. Well, this would make it, he's this, this, this for everybody. Yeah. Just about everybody. Outside of the closest people to him. Yeah. Right. And so he has a chance to dig in here, man, and change this thing around. And I think that's what competitors do. I mean, I think that's what people who, who really like to compete do. I think that's really what human nature does, yeah. by the mo especially if you're given the, the resources and chances to do it. I mean, which he will be. So now he's got to go win back that locker room, win back that building, change things if things have gone awry already. Look in the mirror a little bit and fix this because he promised the owner. He keeps saying how much he loves the owner of the Jaguar, Shad Khan. Well, the owner entrusted him to do this. And so, if for anyone else, outside of his legacy, he should try to do good for Shad Khan, you know, because he's given him a boatload of money and, and had faith in him to do this. And by the way, with this statement today, didn't go fire him or anything like that and has faith in him to turn it around. So, you know, 
if there's Urban Meyer looking at himself in the mirror, it's like, hey, I'm going to go, you, you watch this. You guys think I'm done? Watch this. Yeah. But he also should be saying that for the owner because yeah. the owner has invested a ton in this plan, regime, everything else. It's well, a huge time for Urban Meyer. Man. Well, it's very telling that Shad Khan has put the ball back in Urban Meyer's court and says, all right, we're here now. Get us out of here. That's right. He did. Because he didn't let him go. No. So he did. Uh, we'll see if Urban Meyer can do it. Uh, easier said than done. Uh, we will find out, and we'll continue to talk about it along the way. Around the NFL, we'll continue. Um, and also, rookie re report card uh, grades. That's coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. When we come back from Top Golf in Jacksonville, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.